I'm Clyde Lewis, and you're about to listen to a sample of today's Ground Zero show. If you'd like to hear the podcast in its entirety, sign up at Aftermath.media. I'm Clyde Lewis, and this is Ground Zero. The number is to call tonight, 503-225-0860. Five zero three two two five zero eight sixty. So I was uh, looking back at a lot of science fiction over the weekend. It's like you know, there's nothing really good on TV right now because the writer's strike happened and everything that's supposed to be good has been pushed, you know, into the next year. And so, you know, you go back and you watch what's familiar. And of course, what I my, my default is Star Wars. I'll pick a Star Wars movie and watch it and have fond memories of what it was like at Christmas time to watch Star Wars all day. Um, one of the things I've been doing lately is I've been watching uh, Rogue One, which is the Star Wars movie that's not supposed to be a Star Wars movie that is a Star Wars movie that happens before the first Star Wars movie that we saw as kids. And... Again, it's it's really good to see stuff like that because it, it brings some familiarity to my childhood. Which of course, you know, when I grew up, it was all Star Wars and Kiss concerts. It's, that's what I lived on my whole my whole days as a child, and uh, it, that was what and what we had: Sticks, we had Rush, we had all these other bands. Everything was larger than life, and we we enjoyed it. And I was happy, you know, being lost in space or going on a Star Trek, because there I was in the safety of my home. You know, on my sofa, throwing pillows out, uh, you know, making a little fort, a little cocoon where you have the TV right there and the living room's a perfect 70 degrees and whatever was happening on the planet's surface outside didn't matter because you lived in a spacecraft. You pretended, I mean, when I was a kid in kindergarten, it was around the time of the moon landing, my teacher had made a uh, a replica of the lunar lander in our classroom and she asked me if i would draw pictures for the for the video screen so i I draw a picture of the earth i draw a picture of the moon i mean i was in kindergarten so i mean i i had my moments i mean i don't know if the the earth was perfect but it certainly had a round shape to it the moon had a few holes in it make it look like you know green cheese like we were told when your kids the moon was made of green cheese so here i am in my own alien world here i am in my own extraterrestrial world and I had this physical relationship with this biosphere surrounding the the reading lander and, and my house, which I had the little forts that I made. And here I was all wrapped up in my Lost in Space, in my Star Trek, in my my neighbor's a Martian or, you know, my favorite Martian, you know, that that kind of stuff like that. I mean, spending time indoors was fun watching these shows but out of doors i had a little buck rogers helmet that i wore and i took my dog sailor boy and i put him in a little stroller and i'd go around with my my ray guns and he was like my my sidekick you know and uh would go outside pretend like i was buck rogers it was it was a weird helmet i i I think i looked it up once to see if it was still had like little rockets on the side of it uh little purple rockets it was a yellow helmet if i remember little purple rockets outside said buck rogers and i had a ray gun that you know back in the day you know you could use the ray gun had sparks and you could smell that that smell that the spark made i don't know if you remember you could smell it seriously i had this really 
carbony kind of uh, stone flint smell that when you'd rev up your ray gun, it smelled like that. It smelled like sparks. So, you know, it was just fun to be alive around that time. It was fun to be a kid. And everything you did was limited. You go outside, it was, it was limited there too because mom would always yell out to you, come home for dinner or, you know, don't stay out past 10 o'clock. And I remember when uh, Liam and I were watching Stranger Things, he asked me, he said, did you guys really play outside in the dark? Did you really do that? Stay out late on your bikes? I go, yep, we did that all the time. He says, wow, they wouldn't do that now. I go, I know, I know not now because it's a lot different now. I kind of felt like the old guy in the room, you know? Yeah, well, back when I was a kid, we'd do this. My grandfather, I remember when I was a kid, my great-grandfather, because I didn't have a grandfather, I did have a great-grandfather. My great-grandfather spoke proudly of having been born in an era of the horse and buggy and then living to see the advent of the space age. He lived well into his 80s, closer to 90, actually. And there was no finer description of progress. Our mobility, our expansion, we go on forever because of space. And yet somehow, when that day rolled around in July, it was rest, it, it was less than compelling for me for some reason. It was, it was less real and compelling to me than maybe the dullest Jetsons episode. It was, it was just, I mean, you hear that grainy one small step for man, and then you see the boot prints on the moon and the erection of the flag. And see, I was told that it was an exciting time, but it was all a blur. You know, we had better cameras back then. At least I thought we did. But it was all a blur, you know, like UFO photos or or uh, uh, Bigfoot, uh, Bigfoot videos taken by drunk hunters. It, it, it's the same thing. So, yeah, it was a Cold War. It had all of the, you know, the fears of the possible nuclear annihilation, the capability we had to, you know, uh, destroy not just ourselves, but all life on Earth. But yet we were doing something big. We were going to the moon and and. And we were doing something we felt for the greater good of mankind. That we, it, 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 all our fears and all those things would be done, and we'd have dominion and domination on the on the moon, domination of the material world, because we would have control over everything. We were the throne. The moon was the throne. And what was ironic, ironic about it is that doing this. We would never be safe again because of what eventually it's led to. And that is the deployment of nukes in space. We're getting the rumors now from Congress that we need to be aware of these things, be aware of Space Force, be aware of aliens that may invade. And now we have a lot more to fear than fear itself. So science fiction was the great escape. And I I grew up with the idea that leaving Earth was inevitable, that the space age had arrived, the sky was no limit, ad astra, ad astra, ad astra, or what, it was, what is it, it's per ardua ad astra, which means, you know, to the stars. No longer a metaphor. It was happening. It was happening right in front of my face. Invisible radiation traveled through the air every afternoon and bringing me indelible images of humans in space, high-fiving, playing golf, reading the Bible. It was fun. It was a place, a frontier where no man had gone before. 503-225-0860. It's 503-225-0860. I'm Clyde Lewis. You're listening to Ground Zero, and we'll be back.
You just listened to a segment of Ground Zero. If you'd like to hear previous shows along with having access to our online library and social media platform, sign up now at Aftermath.media. It's only $10 a month, and there's also yearly specials to fit your budget. Again, go to Aftermath.media. I'm Clyde Lewis, and thank you for supporting Ground Zero.